0: Good afternoon,
2: and welcome into this Tuesday, July eleventh edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. The show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since eighteen eighty. As we begin this Tuesday, uh, it's with uh, like. It's very sad news that we begin this show with, as we found out last night and this morning confirmed, that uh, Jefferson head uh, swim coach as well as tennis coach Glenn Edwards passed away. Uh, We worked with him for the last couple years doing the uh, regional swim meet, a great coach to work with. Remember he fed us all that information, gave us sheets on sheets, Colin, for that first year?
3: Yeah, he helped out tremendously with us uh, getting to start coverage of Swimming and also greatly helped the Jefferson community. He'll be very missed, and our thoughts and prayers at this time are with his family and friends.
2: Yeah, and uh, some uh, more personnel moves across the area. Jefferson, pending action by the Board of Education there in Jefferson County, hires a new volleyball coach. Anna Washington, Spring Mills, also that was voted on uh, back in June. I know that was actually voted on yesterday. Uh, I believe Samuel Junkin is the new volleyball coach at Spring Mill. So, two new volleyball coaches. Not sure if Washington is getting a new one or not, Uh, but uh, two new volleyball coaches out of the six in the area. Dylan,
4: yeah, uh, Samuel Junkin. I, you know, just going off the name seems. uh, I would assume the father of uh, Jaden Junkin, who was like some relation right some relation you would expect uh who was a bit like the, the libero for spring mills this year and yeah, a good player for them that have one of the upperclassmen they'll have coming back this year uh, spring mills kind of had a few coaching changes uh in between the season had the change in jv coaches in the middle of the season so they are kind of back to square one uh jessica salfia i believe will see jv slash assistant coach for for spring mills as well so Uh, Things are getting shaken up over there.
2: Yeah, uh, shaken up a little bit more as I get the news yesterday looking at the uh, school board meeting with the personnel moves as uh, athletic director and assistant principal Wayne Reiser announced his or had his resignation as the AD there. So a new athletic director that'll be three in three years, I believe, after Mr. Salfia moved to be the, the principal at the school. Uh, and uh, whenever we get the new athletic director, would presume Mr. Salfia would uh, have him come on once again. Uh, but uh, interesting news there. I believe he is taking a head baseball coaching job in South Carolina. Uh, so getting back into the coaching ranks, probably something he eventually wanted to do.
3: Yeah, yeah he's always loved baseball at like Nick talked
5: about. I mean, I was a little bit surprised by this. It did seem like he was pretty committed to the spring mills job as athletic director uh but you know congratulations to him on a new opportunity obviously he's a big baseball guy uh so if if he felt like this was something that was maybe more of his passion after trying the athletic director route
2: administration side yeah maybe he
5: decided you know i'd rather get into coaching again so that seems to be probably what it was um but always appreciated mr riser and his help uh, with us, uh, did a lot of good things when we were there. Uh, always made sure you know we had a spot to broadcast and stuff. So uh, always appreciate that from the athletic directors around here, and uh, Mr. Riser was one of those people that that also, I guess, did a good job of helping us out.
2: Yeah, and uh, obviously, when we hear the new is, it'll have to go through the board of education first. But I did notice. As of last night, it might be there this morning, but I did check after that. There is no job posting yet. Usually, upon it being accepted, the posting goes on the website like that, like when uh, the resignation was accepted uh, for Britt Sherman. It was on there as well. Also, he was on there as an appointment for a paid assistant head coaching job for Martinsburg Football, so he is officially on the staff as of 7-1. So, in case anybody was wondering... Uh, that was on that last night as well. But let's move on here. Speaking of Martinsburg football, Rashad Reed gets his third D1 offer yesterday after a camper. I guess it was over the weekend. Uh, he was at Eastern Ten- East Tennessee State University. He gets that third D1 offer. And uh, he still got a little over a month to go before the start of the season.
3: Yeah, congratulations to him on getting that offer. If uh, anybody out there knows of any other offers that have been sent, let us know. We do our best to check social media Throughout the uh, day, but sometimes we'll miss it. Nobody's perfect, so. But again, congrats to Rashad Reed, and hopefully this year's another great year for him and the Bulldogs. And those offers continue to come in for all the outstanding athletes in the area.
4: It's a good offer for him. uh East Tennessee State being at the FCS level, one double A, as opposed to a uh, FBS one, one single A. Uh, so I mean, it's only you know a matter of time before he gets even more, probably at least one more from that fbs level as well because he's just that talented came in as a junior right away was the most disruptive player on the defense for for martinsburg and as only a junior he can he's probably only going to get better so it makes sense that i think as his senior season goes on and even over the summer as well he's he's going to get more offers
2: Yeah, and uh, so he has – he now holds offers from Robert Morris, St. Francis, and ETSU, all three of those he went to camps this summer. He's got one more camp coming up Uh, It's in two days at Elon on the 13th, so maybe he gets an offer there as well. That would be a D1 as well, but congratulations to him for another offer as we'll see him coming up this next season. Uh, The post-14 Junior Hornets, we heard it yesterday from Trip Tobin on the phone. He said that they had secured the number one seed in their area, and they will have the bye in the first round of that mini-area tournament. Uh, They got a big win last night, 15-5 over the Frederick Juniors, and uh, it was continued domination for Grant Henderson on the mound. I believe he struck out seven in four innings, uh, just giving up Oh, uh, well, I went to the Frederick side. He gave up four hits, three runs, two earned, one walk while striking out seven in four innings. Alex Danner came in to mop things up. Two hits, two runs, one earned, two strikeouts in those five innings. Alex Danner at the plate had a great day. Three for four, two RBIs. Uh, Jet Gross with one a one-for-one one effort, two walks, and two RBIs, and then an RBI effort for uh, Lopez Smith, Ben Weber. Schwartz and Henderson himself as he played some shortstop after coming out as pitcher. But uh, this junior team keeps rolling. They're now 17-3-1 one with one more regular season game on the schedule. They'll be at Boonesboro post-10 tomorrow. Uh, you know, I was wanted to talk about this with Tripp yesterday, but I didn't. The experience that this team is gaining this summer by being able to play on that junior circuit while not even playing just the junior circuit. They're playing... Upper circuit because there's some guys on that team that had played varsity action this last year. I can only imagine that this post 14 team that's going to lose a bunch of guys next year on the senior squad is just going to come in and like there is nothing, it's not like there's a gap there.
5: I think that was something that we talked about when uh, we found out there's going to be a junior team. You know, it allows you to kind of establish a program of guys that, um, you know, have the ability to play together a lot for a longer period of time uh, as underclassmen and then as seniors and then of course as uh, eventually college players as well so uh, to have that chemistry building and then you also get a good look at them and they get really good competition I think they'll have great uh, varsity years this year for all those guys because of the extra games that they've played the extra work they put in excuse me, on the junior team, you know, likes, I guess, lifts their chances of being high-impact players in the high school season and then next year have a great opportunity to probably play on the senior team for most of them. So um, definitely, you know, an exciting group, a talented group, putting a lot together. I think they'll have a good postseason run, just like we're expecting from the senior team.
3: Yeah, I really like the fact that they have this junior team because it's going to give them the – extra growth opportunities that they wouldn't have had before this year because there was no junior team. So not only did some of them have varsity experience, now they have that continued experience with extra games, getting to go up against these 19 new teams sometimes in the season, still competing, still beating them. So I think with these guys on this 17 new team, the expectations for them could be high because we have no idea just truly how much experience they're gaining, this summer that will carry over into next year, not only as ball players but I feel like as leaders as well for their team. You think of the leaders for the high school teams and it's all the kids on the 19U team, probably for the most part, maybe a select few on the 17U team. But with the 17U team now formed, some of them had to step up, be the leaders for that team, which will only help them do the same for their high school team next year.
2: Yeah, and, you know, putting some of this into perspective, let's look at kind of the ERAs for some of these guys that have pitched a lot this season, or this summer, I guess I should say, in 26 and two-thirds innings. Connor Smith, uh, let's see as i got to scroll over here, is a 1.013 ERA. Grant Henderson, a 1.929 ERA. Ben Riseweber a 2.45 ERA. Jet Gross, a 3.85 ERA. 3.93 for Brady Reed. And Owen Rubenthal with a four point three two. Those are the guys. Even he's only pitched sixteen innings. Brady Reed has, but those the other guys, they're the innings eaters, and they're having great summer seasons after pretty good, uh, you know, spring seasons for their JV respective or varsity teams.
5: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, those are guys that we kind of expected to uh, have a big impact on the team, and the fact that they've done that you know, consistently been really good players in the Legion season. It's only going to make them better as players in their high school season. So as we expected and and as we continue to do this job, you know, we kind of go every year, well, this team's losing a lot, especially in baseball. Yeah. And then there's new guys that come in right away and and they're just as talented. And just the – it continues to impress me how these teams don't really – rebuild they all just kind of retool and continue to be really competitive so next high school baseball season expect the same thing you know, going to be really close we're probably if there's still a vote we're going to be saying oh this team should be one and then maybe that team doesn't even make it that far or whatever the case may be uh you know we're going to debate it all day because there's going to be really good baseball in this area and that's just something that's consistent
2: yeah, and looking at the batting averages for some of these junior Hornets, Isaac Grove, 42 at-bats, 476. Alex Danner, 51 at-bats, 412. Connor Smith, 34 at-bats, 412. Uh, Taron Boyles, 29 at-bats, 379. 40 at-bats for Braylon Edwards, 375. 366 for Robbie Lopez and 41 at-bats. Owen Rubenthal, 348 and 23 at-bats. 32 at-bats for uh, Ben Weber hitting 344. Uh, 42 have bats for Sven Dupree. He's hitting 310. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that obviously they don't get to hit necessarily a lot, but the guys that are hitting a lot are hitting very well. And it goes to show in the win column there with only three losses and a tie on the season. Uh, 17 wins to go along with that so there's just a team of you know you build that chemistry and you're going to take it to that senior squad next year and uh, can only imagine what this senior squad is going to look like with the guys that are coming back and then the guys that they're going to pull up from that junior team uh, but that will do it for this first segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on the other side of this break excuse me WVU football predicted last in the Big 12 preseason poll plus another Bob Huggins update we'll talk about that on the other side of this 2 minute break you're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV10 ain't
1: anywhere close to an exit sign. you'll hear us when we cross the county line
6: The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures.
1: So we've seen improvements in in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing.
3: I worked in the county. I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, And I knew I wanted to be able to give her more, so I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter
2: has thrived here. Um, The the family-like environment is exactly what she
6: needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, ABACARE can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, AbbaCare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. An appointment at AbbaCare includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask her any questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit abbacre.org, abacare.org.
4: Welcome
2: back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Before we get to the Bob Huggins update here as he released a statement yesterday, we'll talk WVU football as the Big 12 preseason poll came out at the end of last week. And wouldn't you know it, West Virginia football picked last. Uh, And this is a big season, uh, especially for head coach Neil Brown, as he's probably on the hot seat if he doesn't win this season because, as Ren Baker said, he was going to give him a one year to prove it, essentially. They're picked last in the Big 12 preseason poll. The expanded Big 12 this year uh, obviously includes a lot more teams, including Cincinnati, BYU, uh, and Houston as well. So if you look at the preseason poll, it goes 1, Texas, 2, Kansas State, 3, Oklahoma, 4, Texas Tech, 5, TCU, 6, Baylor, 7, Oklahoma State, 8, UCF, uh, 9 Kansas, 10 Iowa State, 11 BYU, 12 Houston, 13 Cincinnati, and 14 West Virginia. Colin, your thoughts? I,
3: I don't get how they think that's actually going to happen. I, I know I, I, my expectations aren't super high for this team, but no way, shape, or form is WVU getting last place in, in the Big 12. Cut that? At all. There's no way that happens with these teams coming in having to play at this level that even though wvus has struggled i'll admit that they have not been to meeting expectations in the big 12 nor competing for the big 12 title they're not getting last out of 14 teams i see them middle of the pack somewhere between probably that six to maybe 10th zone but i don't think they're getting 14th out of 14 there's just too much experience on this team to allow that to happen. Still,
4: it
2: surprised me
3: too
4: to hear that. This is that. the
2: media preseason poll, by the still. way. So that means it's the media thinking that it's not the coaches.
4: Yeah i I was surprised to see that, considering I mean, Cincinnati being second to last. Uh, also, I understand the, the lost Luke Fickle. I, I think that, you know that could could mean that they kind of take a big step back. But I'd be you know, surprised to see them completely f- fall off the wagon. But at BYU and I, I mean Iowa State won one game in the in the Big Twelve last year. I but I mean, I guess it was against West Virginia. But I, I would be surprised if we, we get the quarterback situation figured out. Which is if it's a Garrett Green, a quarterback, then I, I mean they beat Oklahoma, which I should be an improved Oklahoma team. I think they had just kind of. Getting things under control with Brent Venables in his first year, but I would be—I would be—I will put it like this: I wouldn't be shocked if they finish last in the Big Twelve, but I wouldn't predict it the, the way that they have.
5: So, who do you guys think would should be last then?
3: Either one of the four new teams, or even Iowa State. I mean, what what is Iowa State? I would State think mean?
4: Iowa State or BYU.
3: Iowa State, BYU, is Cincinnati really going to explode into the scene of the Big 12? Is Kansas going to do better? Or was this a one-year wonder for them again, like the Orange Bowl season was?
4: They still have Jaden Daniels at a, a quarterback for, for Kansas, so I think he got injured, obviously, halfway through right. the year. But I I think the I, I wouldn't... I'd actually be surprised if Kansas finished below West Virginia in standings. But Texas Tech up at fifth, that was also kind of high in my mind. Houston being – or I think it was Houston that was finished, uh, projected to finish second to last. That would probably be my pick. I think Dana Holgerson Air at Houston is uh, pretty rough. as <laughs> Things haven't gotten much better since he left West Virginia.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, again, that's just the preseason media poll. I don't I, – I, it's kind of hard to tell because I mean, you look at a WVU team the way they were last year. You, the quarterback guy is probably the biggest question, right? I mean,
3: yes, no, I completely agree with that, and it's been. Very I think a team
2: goes as their quarterback goes. As you know, they, the motto is "defense win championships" or you know whatever the motto is. But you can't have a great offense. I'm the Big Twelve don't have a great quarterback when's the last time they played defense
4: and that's probably ball. the reason I mean, that's that, true probably the reason that tcu is all the way down projected at sixth now
2: right all right just... colin this is gonna rather rather further are we ready to move on or you want to continue talking about this i think we covered it uh so single game tickets went on sale today for west virginia football mm-hmm. You cannot buy a single game ticket to the pit game. They're expecting fans to buy the blue mini package, which includes three at least three games: Pit, Texas Tech, and BYU. You can't buy a single game ticket to the pit game.
3: You can't go on like stub I already got mine anyway. <laughs> you going stub It Doesn't StubHub, affect man. me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going?
2: Absolutely.
3: She's gonna pay
4: hundred percent. Gonna
2: miss that pit game. You gonna miss our game that we gotta do that day? No, it's a night game.
4: All right. Cal versus Shepherds at like twelve or one. Yeah. And, is it uh, home? It's at Cal, which is actually closer to Pittsburgh. It's only about an hour away from Pittsburgh. So are you driving separately? If I'm going to that,
3: if not, I'll leave from the studio. I don't care. I'll <laughs> find a way to make sure I'm at that game.
2: But what do you what do you <laughs> think that see them lose again? Yeah, uh,
4: yeah. That's the thing. I don't know if WV's winning I don't that know. game. That's a, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it's I'm a, going to. State. Do I expect them yeah, they're to not win? Winning that no, one do I want to be there if they win? Absolutely. That's the thing. I, I, I was thinking the same thing as you, Colin, you know, uh, with the, the Shepherd and WVU on the yeah. kind of in the same way, but they, they're they making tickets tough to get. I don't want, you make me buy tickets to no, the it, BYU it is game. Sad, yeah. They should not make tickets you don't want to go tough BYU to get. Game?
0: You,
3: you should be able to have a single game ticket to the biggest game but of when WVU season.
4: Well, at least this time they'll be playing on a better playing surface than when they play the FedEx field. Few years ago,
5: they played BYU at FedEx. Yes, they, they did. did.
4: Yeah. Why? So I believe that's when Jamal Williams was at BYU.
5: They sell any tickets for that one?
4: Yeah, it might have been I don't know some. how
3: many. I mean, it's FedEx Field.
5: <laughs> that's just a random place to play BYU.
3: I think it was when they had the contract and needed to fill games because it started with Virginia Tech, and then I think they I mean, went that BYU makes more after sense, that. Because there's
5: like probably some Virginia Tech fans that would yeah. want to go.
3: Don't ask why WVU I guess had that contract yeah. for FedEx and not Virginia Tech getting or to Maryland. have two games there or Maryland
4: having a few
2: games there. Only 38,000 people in attendance. Yeah. Capacity of 67.
4: They're kind of going for like a, a store brand version of Catholics versus convicts with that one. The Mormons Mormons versus uh, Appalachians.
5: <laughs> um. Well... I mean BYU. You can see like Zach Wilson's old squad. He might be there.
4: No. Wow. I can't miss that. I might be able to miss. I might be able to meet Zach Wilson. Yeah. Hey,
2: if this tells you anything, probably not. Uh, yeah, the, Virginia, the Virginia Tech, West Virginia game sold out. Yeah.
3: M- more enticing to keep it in the blue package. You said Texas Tech was also in that blue package, so keeping the Grand same mys- mindset. Yeah. Yeah. No.
5: Or Mahomes. Oh, okay. Well, it's I mean, you can go with the boring. With your answer.
3: mindset. You said Zach Wilson for BYU, so I mean, maybe BYU Mahomes is at the
5: has had Texas what? Tech game if you're going. Ty Detmer? Mindset. Is that who you wanted me to pull out?
3: Steve
4: Young. Yeah,
5: that's that's the fun answer or the, the good answer.
4: But Taysom Hill.
5: Yeah, Taysom Hill's a good answer.
4: BYU's had good quarterbacks there. Good, wasn't They're a good he addition to also a part the of, big of that world. team against. I was going to say that. yeah. I, I think he was. I think
3: he was. He might have been. All right, they lose.
4: Yeah, I mean WVU won. Taysom yeah, it was thirty-five, Taysom Hill. thirty-two. W- I w- w- beat Pat Mahomes. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people beat Pat Mahomes. Those were better WV teams. What's his
5: name was the coach?
4: Cliff Kingsbury.
5: Yeah, Kingsbury. Those were better
2: WVU teams though.
4: Yeah, chances are Taysom Hill was on that BYU team because he spent eleven years at BYU.
2: Are we trusting the climb this year, Colin? John Means said so, so I am.
3: When did John Means say that? When he told me on, uh, which game was that? Saturday. Saturday. Who Colin met John
5: Means and he didn't even get him on our show. Who can prove that? My dad.
2: All right, Kevin Collin. <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor. He's, working, he's not yeah,
4: allowed
0: yeah, to lie. He's busy All right,
2: right now. Uh, let's move on here. We'll continue with some WV news as... Uh, after threatening to sue WVU and demanding he be reinstated as head coach of the men's basketball team, Bob Huggins issued a statement on Monday afternoon to address the situation. He stated that he never resigned from his position as head coach following his arrest for DUI in June, and he reiterated his desire to remain in his role. He said in the statement that he, that he quote, did not draft or review, end quote, West Virginia's announcement of his resignation, and quote. The false statement was sent under my name, but no signature is included, end quote. He further questions the validity of the university's claim that he resigned. While Huggins remains intent on regaining his job and proving to the, that the university, quote, did not handle the situation appropriately, and quote, West Virginia doesn't plan on backing down from its position. Uh, saga just continues, and we're probably going to get a court case, Bob Huggins versus West Virginia University.
4: I think the more interesting statement that was put out was West Virginia's response to it, which was essentially them, like we were saying, Colin, while we were in the studio this morning, was essentially WVU saying, are you sure you want to do this, Bob? Is this where you really want to go? Because we have the receipts. And they said that essentially the reason that this resignation was sent in via text from his wife was that uh, they didn't basically they were communicating with bob Huggins' lawyer to say hey is it okay we can just do the resignation like this send in your wife can email us because bob doesn't use email does he know we don't even know if he knows how to use email and essentially the 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 whole crux of this argument is bob huggins saying i didn't sign the paperwork to say i resigned i I had to sign the paperwork and my response to that is just who asked? We, you Who cares? <laughs> also, to make things even more interesting,
3: it's alleged he he's now refuting this. That that same day, he talked to his team and said he was resigning. And then the very next day, he cleaned out, his cleaned out his
4: office. So I think his response to that is that he told the team, well, "I don't know what's going to happen with me, but if I'm I, not I the coach know. anymore, you know, such and I such." Don't know, but it seems like he's trying to say that he went. He went about this.
2: <laughs> it is. I'll give that
5: to Dylan.
4: What's that?
5: So that was a good impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounded like him.
4: Huggins talks less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, a few
3: words. But as you could tell earlier. And basically tell now probably in all of our inflection and emotion and voice we're already tired of this right like earlier well, we were trying to go down every rabbit hole so we didn't have to talk about this because it's not going to end anytime soon it's all for money just, in my mind they and could just
5: reinstate him and then fire him
4: yes absolutely that's what that's that what like I the easy thing to do that would be easy thing to do that's that what that's what, do. that's what matt miller said today on ES, on ept that's what you know reinstate him and fire him it's that easy.
2: Yeah.
4: Give him what easy. he
3: wants and then do what you want.
2: Um, apparently Jose Perez uh has interest and mutual interest with Michigan. I could see that. Interesting. That's just something I see on the Twitter's fear. Uh, But uh, the Bob Huggins saga will continue. How much will we talk about it? just depends on how newsworthy it becomes. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way right here in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break. When we come back, we'll talk a little NBA as the number one pick shut down for the summer. Plus, we'll get into this in-season NBA tournament set for next season. On the other side of this two-minute break, you're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
6: Really? Yeah. my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done.
0: (laughs) The Traeger Connect experience. Everything you need for epic flavor and then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today.
4: WV Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Pain Handle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WV Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE.
6: when you need justice
5: join us this summer for the thrill of american legion baseball on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 the berkeley post 14 hornets are the premier team in the area and you don't want to miss one second of the action the next pitch to debating hartman is cracked out the deep left field that ball is going going gone a three-run homer The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the
0: 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
2: Welcome back to this Tuesday, July 11th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as we get into an NBA segment as uh, some interesting NBA news coming out uh, as Victor Wembanyama will now sit out the remainder of Summer League. Uh, is this like, was this supposed to happen? Yeah, or? it seems planned. Okay
4: yeah i mean he played in two games he played kind of you know you could call it poorly if you wanted to in the in the first game and then kind of bounced back in game two ended up with like about 17 points 27 27 yeah he had a great game too
5: game one it was poorly um you know he was nervous i think it seems to be what a lot of people believe uh he didn't really look like he knew what he was doing. That's literally what he said. I didn't know what I was doing out there. Um, and he had that weird thing with Britney Spears, which I'm sure was Britney's
4: like. His, she got in his head.
5: Yeah, I think that got in his head a little bit. I think the fact that it was his first American game, a lot of people had never seen him play before. So, you know, a lot of people just bashed him right away. And it's like, hey, it's just the summer league. Like, who remembers anything about the summer league? I was looking at summer league MVPs. You know, Glenn Rice Jr. won a Summer League MVP. He didn't do anything for the Wizards, so Bingo. like the Summer League does not matter. Um, no. But it was nice to see. You know, in his second game, he looked like a, a star potentially, and, and you know, really played well. So, um, overall, I'm very excited about Wemby. I think the the perception that he's going to come in and be dominant right away probably isn't accurate because he still needs to get stronger. I think and Uh, That was kind of the scenarios when he did struggle the most was when, you know, a a big bulky guy that wasn't necessarily as tall as him was just kind of pushing him around. Because the league is you can't foul out, so they were literally just their coaches were like, "Hey, foul him and and, you know be physical with him," and that's when he struggled. Uh, So, you know, obviously in the league you can foul out, but still I think more physical players might push him around a little bit, and that could be somewhere where we see a little bit of progression with this guy and he might not be amazing right away, but I'm sure he'll show enough flashes and be really good as a rookie, but probably not like automatically the Spurs are going to make the playoffs or anything crazy.
3: Yeah, you could still win if healthy rookie of the year, probably, and nobody would be surprised or bat an eye at it. But at the same time, I agree. He probably won't lead him to the playoffs year one. They still need some pieces around him. He still needs to improve his game, get stronger to be able to not be pushed around by guys that might be smaller than him in height but still out muscle him in certain situations while trying to post up and I think it's also smart that you're sitting him because we've seen time and time again these picks get hurt I mean we already saw it happen this year how long are they going to be out so yeah. you don't want Wemby to be in that same situation
4: Right, yeah. Amin Thompson uh, twisted his ankle, sprained it. Got to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, Scoot Henderson kind of strained his shoulder. So, same thing. They both shut both of them down for the the Summer League. And like you said, Nick, it's not – the Summer League – Victor Wembanyama does not need the Summer League. These kind of fringe guys and guys even like past him where, you know, the other lottery picks, they can use the experience in the Summer League, get used to this level of play. But weminyamo has been playing at high pro levels of basketball, in the in the same way that he played in the Euro League and you know international play the same way that Luka Doncic was when but he was drafted or before he was drafted you could say and then he came into the league was incredible right away So I think Victor is going to be a very good player right away but like you said Nick he's still in that like two hundred twenty some pound range it's not quite like Chet Holmgren who was coming in at under two hundred pounds at over seven feet tall. Um, but he still has room for to grow into his frame and get stronger, the same way that Kevin Durant... You know, Kevin Durant started in, like, the low 200 pounds, and he's worked his way up to, like, 230, yeah. 240.
5: Just, I mean, KD is different. I think he's, he's...
4: Yeah, they're different kind of players.
5: Better player uh, away from the basket. I think Wemby could be better closer to the basket because he is so tall. I mean, KD is tall, too, but you know, he's kind of the exception of that. And he's gotten stronger since obviously when he first came into the league um but i mean even in international play like kenny lofton was pushing around when Yama in the u19 i've seen the clips of that
4: he pushed around chet kongren too yeah. yeah
5: i mean kenny's a big guy i mean he was playing at la tech at the time so uh you know, I, I think there is some concerns that maybe he won't even win Rookie of the Year. That's that, that's a possibility because you got to remember Chet is eligible as well, uh, but he's definitely the favorite. I think Scoot Henderson could though if they trade Dame Willard, his stats might look a little bit better because yeah. he's gonna have to carry that Portland team. So that could be you know something to Maybe look at if you are looking at a sneaky bet or something. But. I think
4: I think load management could be a thing yeah. with with Weminyama too, to where someone like Henderson or Holmgren wins Rookie of the Year over him, but isn't doesn't end up being the better player yeah. long term. Because I think Weminyama is going to be incredible. Like I I think he's going to be one of the you know ten to fifteen best players in the NBA within le- the next two or three years. I could see it. Mm.
5: I mean, the hype for him is like so high right now and the expectations are so high that I think it's interesting to discuss what would be a success for Victor Wembeyama. Like, would you say he's a success if he's Christos Porzingis?
4: Well, if he's as unreliable when it comes to <laughs> being healthy as Porzingis, yeah. no, but
5: I'm just if, saying from a talent perspective,
4: if they from that talent perspective, I think that would be, it would be underwhelming if he was yeah. only that good because now Porzingis, you know, is kind of post injury. He's still a really good player. But not a guy that you're building a team around. Like Porzingis is the third guy pretty easily on the Celtics, whereas you kind of want to build a team around Wembenyama. Whereas his thing is going to be that he's going to be the anchor of your defense with his length and his, his athleticism, and he's going to be a guy that can shoot, can handle the ball. But it's not going to be your main guy to do that, like Kevin, Dur- like a Kevin Durant. It's going to be more of a, you know, Jaren Jackson Jr. With some extra ball handling, I was impressed by his passing that I saw in the two games, which I didn't, I wasn't, you know, privy to. I didn't wasn't aware of. And he was able to kind of drive and kick the ball over to guys, but he's mainly going to be like a pick and roll guy, the the roll man for the ball handler. But Spurs got to put some guys around him first before they can really unlock his full potential.
5: Yeah, I think he's definitely going to. I mean, the ceiling is really high with him. I just I don't know what would be something that i'd say well that worked out pretty well or what i consider him like a bu- i mean you wouldn't consider him a bust but probably didn't live up to the hype like kind
4: of met ex- met some expectations yeah. or at least yeah i think if he were i think he's got to probably make all nba teams pretty consistently to kind of meet expectations honestly yeah, in
5: like two or three championships <laughs> would be like minimum expectations.
4: And the championships is a little a little weird, a little yeah. different cuz it's like, you know, it's still very But we dependent. judge
5: NBA players on their championships. Like it's a big thing that or at we least do. making them, right? So I don't know. I mean, like the one thing that people still say makes Jordan better than LeBron is that he was 6 and 0. I mean, obviously there's other things there, but You know, that's a big part of your resume in going to an organization like the San Antonio Spurs who have won championships. They've developed similar players in terms of size. They've developed big men like David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Popovich is now all of a sudden coming back for five more years and looked like he was going to retire. Yeah. So, you know, he's rejuvenated. I think you're expected to win, and I think that it does have to – and when you're hyped up as the next – best prospect the best prospect since lebron james you have to win something so you know i think he needs to win titles he needs to be all nba to live up to the hype but you know what would i consider i guess to be solid i don't know that's such a tough question we to just say, have to wait and he, see
4: he would he's gonna have to be better than guys like carl anthony towns yeah and that like Devonta sabonis level but sabonis was third team all nba this year but you expect him to be better than those guys with you know his potential but obviously, if he's not better than Jokic and Embiid and Giannis, so it's like okay, well, those guys are you know perennial MVP candidates. If he's not quite as good as them, then that's you know,
5: I think b- that would no one incredible. no one is as good as them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in that middle, you know, like he's a thir- he's third team All NBA center behind <laughs> Jokic and Embiid every year. That would make sense.
5: I know a lot of people were excited about how Scoot Henderson played, so that's intriguing. You know, and now all of a sudden. The Blazers are saying they're not in a rush to trade Damian Lillard. I don't know if they're planning on playing them together. I think that's more so just like posturing. Yeah, they're just kind of saying that, not necessarily how they actually feel.
3: Are they just saying it in hopes that he changes his mind and wants uh, to stay?
4: Maybe.
5: I don't think that really Drag makes your sense feet for as them. As
4: possible to where he gives up?
5: It just doesn't really make sense for them because even with Dame, I don't think they're a playoff team or at least a contender. They no. might be
4: an eight or seven seed. They maybe make the play-in with Dame. With Dame.
2: All right. Well, let's step aside now. Take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the NBA in-season tournament, as well as the MLB Home Run Derby and All-Star Game segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, we'll talk NBA in-season tournament as well as the MLB All-Star festivities. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV10. Back in two minutes. <laughs> Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Tuesday, July 11, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Mary's Group at Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue. or Call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dillon. Happy to have you with us for this final six minutes of today's edition of the show. We'll uh, get into the NBA in-season tournament that was announced during... Uh, the Vegas Summer League last weekend. Uh, It will run from Friday, November 3rd and culminate with the championship on Saturday, December 9th. The semifinals Tuesday, December 7th and championship will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It'll consist of two stages. The group play and knockout rounds. All 30 teams, they've been randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based upon win-loss records from 2022 to 2023. Beginning November third and continuing through Tuesday, November twenty eighth, each team will play four designated group play games on tournament nights. One game against each opponent in its group, and two players at home, two on, or two games at home, two on the road. Uh, the team that we air here, the Wizards, they're in a group with uh, the Hornets, the Bucks, the Knicks, and the Heat. East B is what it's labeled. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, guys? I think it's pretty interesting. This will be the it'll be interesting to see how are they still going to play after they're knocked out. Like they'll uh, schedule games against. the There's
5: still going to be eighty-two games for every team in the regular season, including this
4: tournament. I don't so need the NBA FIFA World Cup. I'm out. The, yeah, those these the group, these group stage games are just regular season games strategically placed on the schedule to it's like, okay, this is a regular season game, but this one counts towards the play in tournament, the, the, the mid season, not tournament. the play in tournament. The yeah. End-season. The mid season the, the in season tournament, the
5: NBA cup, if you will,
4: it's, I, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. Like it. it makes sense because what the NBA is doing is they're taking the early portion of the season where not nearly as many people are paying attention and watching and trying to get, you know, drum up some interest and, but there's just – there's no stakes in the tournament. I mean, well, I'll watch – Other than for the players. Yeah. $500,000 few-
5: isn't for most guys that much. I mean, it's it nice. Mean, they'll some take for it. for the bottom
3: guys, it might be double their contract.
5: I mean, they'll take it. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to be like, oh, no, but we won five hundred k. I think it's interesting because it's like, what do you really do to increase, like Dylan said, you know, the viewership and things in the middle of the season – I don't think it's going to do that, though. I think it will. I think there's a little bit to it. You know, there's, hey, this is a championship for whatever that's worth. You know, hypothetically, the guys are going to be playing a little bit harder in in this part of the season than they normally would. It's a little bit better basketball, probably, um, is the thought process here. You know, ESPN's hyped it up a good bit, so... I think there'll be an increase in viewership in these games. I think the only other way and the way that would probably make the most sense but would never happen because it would mess up everything in terms of records and stuff like that would be to shorten the season. That would make the most sense because yep. the NBA season's too long and that's why people kind of lose interest in it. And then if it was you a 60-50 have... game season, then people would be really For interested. For me, it might work too. But nobody days. would ever break any record. The it's best.
3: not going to work Thursdays. It's not going to beat out
5: college football or
4: NFL football on Thursdays. The best players are already playing like sixty games anyway, sixty to seventy with load management. Right, but I am saying in terms of that's what I mean. But if you could, you know, shorten the season to like sixty or seventy games, kind of in that sort of range, break it up, well, then guys would only play forty games. Maybe, but if they you're saying you're already giving them more, but you route. can't
2: shorten the season because the way that these contracts are lined out, they're like yeah, oh, then they would lose money, that right? Way. Yeah, lose, that's yeah, the yeah, reason they won't. Loss no. of money, and when it comes to venues, arenas, teams, uh, and, and the like, everybody would lose money. Uh, but that's a topic we can get into in another time and debate a little bit more here. But the home run derby last night. Uh, pretty interesting the way that it happened. Vlad Guerrero wins. Uh, Colin hates the new format because Adley Rutschman... don't hate the new format. I didn't say ...hit that. 27 home runs and he 28. hit 28, and five were, was it six, were switch hitting from the side that he had Seven hit. Seven
3: of eight in that final 30, but I'd like to see if they can change somewhat back to the old way of instead of the bracket, go back to... Having your eight guys hit in round one, then you go to the final four, your round one score still carries in to that round two, and then from there you have a championship where it's two guys left going up against each other, and then most in that round wins, because we shouldn't be seeing a guy in round one hit 40-plus home runs, and then in round two that drops down to let's say 20 lose to a guy that went 21 and then 21 that doesn't seem fun to me i, I want to see the guy that hits the most home runs in that championship and same the four thing minutes.
5: happened last year i mean rodriguez had more total homers than soto but, but soto he dropped won. off in the championship mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean i don't really care about the three-hour batting practice uh, but
2: it is what it is it was entertaining last night uh, i
4: will say Uh, It is more entertaining to always get that one-on-one. Yeah. uh, uh, Who's going to be eliminated after this? But that being said, I will take the side of whatever benefits Adley Rutschman every time. He was robbed. Chaser format.
2: Every team says that when their player does something good in one round but loses. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be back tomorrow for another one. But the all-star game tonight, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. That's 8 p.m. on Fox. Should be a good one. as uh, There's three three Orioles in there and one national. We'll talk about that tomorrow, but that'll do it for four Orioles. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzelini. I'm Special P. saying so long. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in sports coverage. Talk Radio wr r Martinsburg.